guys, let me drink a little water because this is recorded and millions of people are not listening. Okay, so <coughs> typically whenever there's a holiday, uh, I'm not too up on them usually because not because I am being over spiritual, but because I'm very over forgetful. But uh, my uh, my wife usually I like her to do sermons on, on on holidays because she's good at coming up with them. Yeah, <laughs> awesome at coming up with those. But uh, today I uh, and usually if I did do a sermon on a holiday, I would just do it like any other time, and and that's great. But today I do want to talk about fathers. I want to talk about um, the father of lights, right? The one in whom there's no shifting of shadows, uh, no turning. So my first verse I want to bring is 2 Corinthians 6.18. And this is for, uh, I want to bring this out because um, these kind of things, uh, I guess I didn't give it to you guys in time, I don't know. I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. My sons and daughters. Um. Also, I want to bring out, well, I'll bring that when it comes. So Psalms 103, 13, like a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord gives compassion to those who fear him. That's from Psalms 103. There it is. Um, Psalm 68, 5. He is, and this is really where I wanted to get to, too, because he is a father of the fatherless and a protector of the widows, is God in his holy habitation. So... Many times uh, our fathers don't add up to what we expect. Well, God's your father. Or you don't have a father. In some cases, God's your father. Um, I say that because he's good, he's perfect, he's an awesome father, but he's also uh, able to supply every need. And there's another verse I'm going to come to at some point, but I forgot where, so I'll just say it because it keeps coming back to me. And that is that uh, um, a father takes care of you. I think... uh, Sometimes we forget the relationship we have with God to where, um, yes, we're, we're to be grown-up sons and daughters, right? We're to walk in the authority that God's given us. That's good, and that's awesome. But we also realize that he's our father still. Even though if we're grown-up children, he's our father, he's our provider, and he still um, watches out for us so that if we do have trouble, stumble, we can trust in him. Yeah, we should be standing up on our own two feet, right? But he's the one who gives us the feet, and he's the one who catches us when we start to sink beneath the waves of whatever's going on. So uh, that's why we have Lighthouse of Faith, right, guys? To keep us people from shipwrecking their faith on the shores of life is what I put on there. (coughs) And also, if you're jumping out of the boat, which you should be, and it's good and awesome, uh, getting out of your comfort zone, then we're not going to just, you know, watch you sink. If you happen to start sinking, slap your hand down, whatever. We're going to help you up because, and that God is too. God's going to help you up. I also want to bring that out, too, because God meets with you sometimes, uh, you know, he'll meet with you anytime you want to meet with him. But sometimes you um, you went to everybody else first because you forgot that he's your father, that he's your daddy. So, but then when you call on him, he still is faithful to be there right when you call, even though you might have been looking everywhere else, right? Because that's how good he is. Romans 8.15 for you have not received the spirit of slavery again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. 
Um, that's very important to me. We have not received the spirit of slavery again to fear, right? Seems like fear always wants to raise its ugly head. That's why I love that song, and I'm sure Austin does too, because he likes that guy. The fear, he is a liar, right? Uh, Mark 14, 36, he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Um, I heard a lot of stuff about the Abba, Father thing before, and I don't know where the truth lies in that, because I did a little research, and I didn't come up with anything super conclusive. So I'll just say this. Um, Jesus was intimate with his dad, and he called him Abba, Father. So it's an intimate thing, right? So we had that opportunity. That's why um, it said that originally, you have not received the spirit of slavery again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. So we have a personal, intimate relationship with God. Don't need any go-betweens. And also, um, a lot of times we're concerned about God uh, being disappointed. First of all, like that song says, right? You weren't holding him up, so you can't let him down. But also, he's already knows the end from the beginning, so you can't disappoint him. Um, but, and also, I would say, it's kind of like, and I know people have used this before, so if you don't like it, sorry. <laughs> it's like, it's like um, Justice, when she sees her son, if he starts to stand up and walk, um, if he falls when he's walking, she doesn't say, it's time to give up, don't go anywhere anymore, you're done. Even if he falls seven, eight, nine times in a day, right? In one day, he falls that many times, it's not like she's like, give up, son, you're never going to walk. No, the, the mom says to the, the child, keep coming, keep coming, you know, tries to encourage him, um, helps him up, steps back and says, come to me, right? Um, so I want us to get a picture of that's how the father is too, is that when we're walking, yeah, many of us, you know, maybe should be walking differently than we are, but the point is that God understands, he's compassionate, and he'll help you because he knows where you're going. He has faith in what he put inside of you, um, and that's why it says that he's faithful even when you're not faithful. So when you're stumbling, when you're falling, he says, I know what I put inside of you, son. Come on, come on. You got this, son. I'm with you. Come on, come on. There's nothing to hold you back because I'm for you. Nothing can stand against you. Nothing can stop you. Galatians 4, 6 through 7. And because you are sons, God has sent forth into your hearts the spirit of his son, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you no longer a servant. You are no longer a servant, in case you guys are wondering about proper English, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. This is really awesome because you're sons and daughters, right? But here it says also that you're an heir. It's not that you're the heir apparent, which means that you're going to, uh, one day in the suite, by and by, you're going you're gonna to inherit because you're the heir apparent. But no, you're the heir now. You're the inheritor now. That's the reason why even in the prodigal son story, when the, when the brother who was all believing he was the man, his dad said to him, everything I have has been yours all this time. See, a lot of times we don't get that. We have everything that God gave us right now. And we can walk in it. And that's the beauty, right? You get up out of the boat, you walk. You know that if you fall, because a lot of times you think, well, what about if I do this and I step out and, then, and I fail? Well, God's there to catch you, right? He's there to pick you up. He's not going to push you down. I would never see Justice go push her little baby boy down <laughs> because he fell. Well, she says maybe come sometimes. But anyway, uh, you shouldn't. 
God would never do that. He's not going to push you down. He's going to let you come. Um, and then here, Genesis 22, 2. Uh, then he said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. Now for him there is a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. Now, a lot of you guys might feel like God's pretty forgetful because he said, your son, your only son, Isaac, and he has Ishmael, right? Because God's not talking about his son. He's talking about his own son, my only son. This is a type to show what he's willing to give for us, and that's what a father does. A father lays down, uh, gives up. Um, and if there was something else I wanted to bring out of that, I forgot what it is, so Holy Spirit, lead me. And you guys can see there, too. Um, but God's not forgetful. He knows that he has Ishmael. Second um, Corinthians 12, 14 through 15. I am ready to come to you this third time, and I will not be burdensome to you, for I do not seek what is yours, but you. Now, as I read this, let me say this. You know, Paul's saying it, I believe, to the Corinthians, but I believe this is a, what God says to us. Put yourself in the you position and God in the other one, okay? Um, because he says, for I do not seek what is yours, but you. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. And I will glad, very gladly spend and be spent for you. If I love you more, am I to be loved less? Because God emptied heaven. He paid the highest price for you. Nothing is too steep. He didn't go, whoa, that price is too high. I like those guys and everything, but that is too high. I'm not going to pay that price. He emptied it. So he said, gladly spend and be spent for you. And I really believe that God wants to tell you that, that, um, that he's not out to have what is yours, but he's out to get you. And he said, too, that a parent's... Um, save up for their children or lay up for their children because he's your provider. He's your source. He's your unlimited supply. Uh, Mark 1, 11. And a voice came from heaven saying, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. A couple things I wanted to bring out here is that a lot of places where, if you see this beloved son, I should have wrote it down because I kind of forgot, but it has to do with you being there's many places in the Bible where he says this to us too. My beloved sons and daughters. Whenever you see beloved like that, he's saying my, uh, like the, the Greek way of saying it is the agape love, you know, the unconditional love that we hear about. But love and well-pleased. Even in the other parts where it doesn't say well-pleased, whenever you see the beloved son, he's using that same word that they came out with that whole sentence there or, or phrase. Beloved son in whom I'm well-pleased. So I just want to say this to you, that God is well-pleased with you. Um, and he's well-pleased with you based on who he is, not what you've done and what he's done, and, and not who you are. In s but he does love you for who you are. Because <laughs> he made you, right? Made you, loved you, and then he remade you. And still loves you all through it all. James 1:17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. This is a different version than the one I used, but that's fine. Um, uh, the one I used is ESV, which is weird because I was usually using MEV. But, um, <coughs> so if it's not good, it's not God, right? Because every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, comes from the Father of lights, with whom no change or shadow of turning. 
And the reason why he says that is because a lot of us get a schizophrenic idea of who God is. And we think, okay, he'll give us good, but then he'll give us bad. He'll give and he'll take away because Job said that, but Job didn't have a Bible. That was way back in the day. Uh, he didn't know. Besides that, um, Jesus hadn't come and made all things new, right? So um, I want us to be clear that God doesn't change at all. There's not even a shifting of the shadow. There's not like any little bit of change in him, and he's always good and always for you. Um, and he loves you, and he wants to pour out every good thing on you. He actually has, because the Bible says he holds nothing back from you, not even his own son. And he's, so he's poured it out on you generously. It's time for us to walk in it, pick it up. And, and even if we stumble, just reach out for daddy's hands, right? And keep going. Matthew 7, 11. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven good, good, give good things to those who ask him? And that's just another thing I want to reiterate there. Um, you ask God for something, he's not going to give you something bad like right before this in the parable or whatever when he was talking he said you know if you ask him for something good like an egg he's not going to give you a snake or a fish he's not going to give you a scorpion so your dad and he's um and that's just a regular dad he's talking about a regular dad like us who are dads here which there's only two of us right now but uh even we won't do uh some of you guys got something you want to tell me that's not um even we'll give good gifts, and we are not perfect like our Father is perfect. We are now, you know what I'm saying, but men, and when he's talking about it, we're not. But right now, God has made us perfect, and it's not up to us to get that perfection. Praise the Lord God, because if it was up to us, how would we ever get there, right? Um, but he has made us complete in Christ Jesus. So most important thing I want everybody to get out of that, too, is that so if it's good, it's God. I don't know if you guys heard that uh, uh, David Crowder song. It says that. If it's good, it's God. Or they're saying it is good, so it is God. Yeah, something like that. Point is, if it's not good, it's not God. You don't have to put up with it. You can stand against it and you can speak out and you can call for your father. Um, that's all I want to tell you guys. I love you. Have a great, wonderful Father's Day. Oh, boy. <laughs>